into another great edition of Strong Style. Producer Sunshine has ran, ran back to her side of the room, and we're ready to go. As always, tons and tons of great things to get into tonight, including a little bit of a preview of UFC Fight Night coming up this weekend, uh, along with another uh, big event, and a recap of the Royal Rumble. Now, once again, like I said, this is Strong Style. This is our MMA and pro wrestling show here at Impact Media. That makes me Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you guys my amazing listening audience. Without you, this could not be possible. I'm just going to start straight up with uh, with Raw, actually, because, um, and, and I'm not... I'm not going to go through everything. I'm, I'm just going to go through the stuff I think you should know. You know, things that I, I seem important or, or that weren't a waste of time. Trust me, there's there there's some for sure. Um, The show opens with uh, Drew McIntyre, and then The Miz and Morris come out, and then Goldberg comes out. It's just to try to get the McIntyre-Goldberg thing kind of going for Royal Rumble because uh, they they only really tried to bring importance to that matchup in the last couple weeks, and it's just hard to do. Uh, let's see... I don't want to diminish from the women's division, but we had Charlotte versus Shayna that should have been good, and then a dozen other people came out and they made it like a six-woman tag, and it just then Nia Jax got counted out for some weird reason. That was the end of the match, and that's yeah, it was a colossal waste of time. It got them their appearances in colossal waste of time. Um, Xavier Woods took on Slapjack. He actually won this one. You know, I told you he's been slowly having to take on each member of Retribution. Good for him. Xavier Woods is a, is a big, big-time performer. So, uh, you know, having to go through this right now because Kofi's still injured, hopefully they find him something to do. Uh, Bad Bunny did some things because he sang the Royal Rumble theme song. I think uh, the song they use, Booker T, is actually featured in the music video. I thought that was pretty cool. He's going to factor in in a minute. Um, you had Sheamus versus, uh, versus Morrison. Sheamus with a victory in that one. I really want them to push Sheamus a little, a little bit. Uh, he ended up having to take on Miz and Morrison after that, to which Miz was able to get the win there. It made no sense because the win over Morrison makes him look good. It made it was okay that Morrison took the loss because it wasn't the Miz who has the Money in the Bank briefcase. But then having the Miz beat Sheamus, it took away all the shine that he got in the first match by losing to the Miz here, even though it was two to one. So, you know. It's this classic WWE thing where you just trade off wins to where none of them mean anything. Now this this storyline, and it's going to factor in later too, this storyline I'm, I'm really starting to like, and that is Charlotte 
and Ric Flair and Lacey Evans. They are really, really playing up this angle pretty well where Rick is siding with Lacey. It could be the ultimate double cross or it could lead to uh, Lacey getting a little bit of a boost, which is a, a nice thing. I think she's she's well on her way to being towards the top. That could be an interesting thing. Uh, but I really like that storyline. It's one of my favorites on Raw right now. Uh, let's see. R-True took on AJ. Once again, colossal waste of time because we know AJ is going to win. They're trying to shine him up. I don't know why because they don't have anything for him to do. Not even going to get into that. Edge announced he's in the Royal Rumble. That will play in in a minute. Oshka took on Alexa. To which Alexa uh, actually won. There's a lot of quick edit edits in this match. Um, it's kind of The sci-fi thing on a technically live show is weird. It's just telling you exactly how live it is. But the quick edits where Alexa goes through the many phases of of uh, her career where she's normal Alexa Bliss and then she's um, you know slightly slightly evil Alexa Bliss and then she's full-on fiend Alexa Bliss it was very well done and once again this is another when the fiend comes back this whole fiend Randy Orton Alexa Bliss this is a fantastic storyline as well it is one you should absolutely turn in tune in to see but uh, Randy Orton come out and caused the DQ, and that's why Alexa ended up winning. But after a bunch of quick exits, it was uh, it was really crazy. I'm gonna move on to NXT. I'm gonna do all the WWE shows, and then I'll circle back to the others. NXT, you had Drake and Killian Dane took on MSK in the Dusty Classic. MSK with the win there. They're starting to feature these guys. Remember, they they were the Rascals, or two-thirds of the Rascals, from uh, Impact Wrestling. But uh, they, they're doing some pretty cool stuff. I would say innovative, but I used to watch a little Impact Wrestling. So it's not new to me, a lot of the things they're doing, but it's new to the NXT and the WWE audience, people who don't know them from over there. And they're doing a fantastic job. To get the boost... And it be featured the way they are. They are a hundred percent pushing the envelope the way they should. And uh, like I said, they get the win. We had Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez took on uh, Aaliyah, and I never got the name of the second girl in it. But uh, Dakota and Gonzalez end up moving on in that one. That's the uh, women's Dusty Classic, which is uh, which is uh, pr pretty cool. I like that they're doing a women's one because they should. And apparently, this is this is going to be a recurring theme. I don't know if it's just on NXT or not, but when you are enhancement talent, aka jobber, aka you're coming out to lose to the other guy, like like where it's just a run over, then. Uh, they don't really announce your name, which is terrible because you're probably already getting paid a ham sandwich. And now they don't even say your name. But 
Uh, Tyler Rust had a squash match versus, insert your name here, Grizzle Young Veterans took on Leon Ruff and Kushida. I believe this was in the Dusty Classic as well. And the Grizzled Young Vets, who are getting a little bit of a shine since their return, win in this one. Uh, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, and Mercedes Martinez all cutting up in a little dust up. Uh, maybe that's because it would be nice if Tony Storm or maybe Mercedes Martinez ended up with uh, maybe a title opportunity. They don't necessarily have to win it, but it'd be nice to see somebody different. And these are two big road veterans. Be nice to see it. Isaiah Swerve Scott took on Bronson Reed, and Swerve actually ends up with the win, which is kind of weird. They've spent the last couple weeks building Bronson up only to lose to Swerve Scott, who is probably not going to pan out to anything in particular. So, uh, another weird decision there. Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor took on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, with Pete Dunn down there, uh, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole also come out as well, but O'Reilly and Balor, as they should, took out the tag team champions on NXT that are a solid, fantastic team. One of the best teams down there, not just because of the champs, but they're really good. But Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor are just on another level right now. But uh, that's how it went off. It, it seems like that my guess is you're going to see Undisputed Era kind of feud with Pete Dunne and Birch and Lorcan that's going to lead to the payoff, and the payoff is going to be right around WrestleMania time. I think we're going to see Pat McAfee come back because it'd be the perfect time to do it. They're waiting on a big payoff for that to happen. That seems like a logical opportunity. Moving to SmackDown. Uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles squared off in a verbal battle. It was, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Bianca Belair ended up beating Bayley in a match. Kind of makes sense. Bianca Belair has kind of slowly turned into the, the new Sasha Banks, in my opinion. As far as uh, they're, they're really pushing her, and I, I don't I don't see it yet. But then again, it's not my show. Uh, Corbin took on Dominic with Ray by ringside. Dominic is, is really making some big strides because he kind of came out of nowhere. We knew he'd been kind of training and wrestling a little bit when he started getting involved. Um, you know, Ray's not going to let him go out there and embarrass himself. But he, he holds his own with Corbin, but Corbin gets the win as he should. Like I said, I would like Corbin to get shined up a little bit for uh, maybe a little bit bigger run. Here's an idea, WWE. Have Baron Corbin uh, get boosted up a little bit. Have him take the title off of Big E. And then have Big E take on, I don't know, Roman at WrestleMania. I think it would be good. And if you guys totally do that, I'll know that you guys do have hidden microphones around here, which I already kind of suspect anyway. Uh, Daniel Bryan did take on AJ Styles. Sami Zayn come out and caused the DQ win for Daniel. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura come out. They ended up actually semi-squaring off. This is where 
the same thing that happened with the women's division on Raw happened with the, with a lot of the men's division on SmackDown. So, like I said, we start with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. So, there's two. Add in Sami Zayn, three. Cesaro, four. Nakamura, five. Well, Big E at some point come down there, six. So, what happens? Naturally, Big E, Daniel Bryan, and Shinsuke Nakamura are in a six-man tag versus Cesaro, Sami, and AJ. Well, then Miz and Morrison come down and cause the DQ, and then Otis comes out to kind of even the odds a little bit. So, what do we get? Count them with me. Daniel Bryan, one. Big E, two. Shinsuke Nakamura, three. Otis, four on that side versus Cesaro, five. Sami Zayn, 6, AJ Styles, 7, Miz and Morrison, 8 and 9. This ended up a 5 versus 4. It become a melee towards the end to where there really wasn't a winner, and then Braun Strowman come back to let everybody know he's officially back. Great. As long as they don't put him against Roman, because everybody would expect him to beat Roman, and right now, Roman Reigns is probably about the second or third best wrestler on SmackDown and that, and I and that's an extreme compliment but they're all leading up to Royal Rumble they didn't really want to get a whole lot of people dinged up so they did a bunch of just random stuff like that Impact Wrestling on Tuesdays you had Rich Swan, Dreamer, Callahan Moose, Willie, Bay, and Shamrock all ended up in a little bit of a melee to start with don't worry if you're not keeping up at home it wasn't that special Matt Cardona and Josh Alexander teamed up. This is an interesting tag team because Josh lost his tag team partner, uh, karate man Ethan Page, who is no longer with the company. So uh, they got to give Josh something to do, him and Matt Cardona. You know, that makes sense. I like that. They took on Ace and Fulton, but they ended up getting the win, and uh, Cardona and Alexander get the win in that one. If they're going to push them as a tag team, they may dominate the tag ranks. Uh, more than likely, they'll, they'll end up uh, just occasionally doing that. Um, Brian Myers took on Eddie Edwards. It ended up being a DQ win for Brian Myers, who was holding his own for a little while. Eddie just has these little flip-out moments that are, I don't know. He's a way better wrestler than he portrays himself, and, and I, I don't get why he would rather swing a kendo stick than to try to out-wrestle his opponent. Uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party were hanging around because they are the number one contenders for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles. Uh, Tennille Dashwood took on Rosemary, who also had... Uh, Crazy Steve, it seems like they paired them back up, and like I said, that's that's 100% what the two of them should be doing. Uh, I believe Rosemary got the win in this one, and uh, it will be interesting to see if they do a, a uh, mixed person tag or something like that coming up. You know, because you got Caleb with a K that's with Dashwood, so I don't know, we'll see. Um, Daring took on Jake or Doring, Joe Doring. Joe Doring ended up beating Jake. Okay, you're pushing him as the big monster. Uh, he ends up beating him. Once again, it's, it's I don't know where that's going. And then we got Moose, Sammy Callahan, 
Ken Shamrock and Chris Bay, who took on Tommy Dreamer, Rich Swan, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. Once again, it's going to get it by the end, apparently. Uh, Trey Miguel, who used to be the other member of the Rascals. Trey Miguel gets the pin on Sammy Callahan. Kind of a boost for him, but where is it going? Impact Wrestling uh, with their AEW ties. It'd be interesting to see when they start doing some talent exchanges and crossovers. Um, what happens from there? Speaking of AEW, Wednesday nights. Yet Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. Eddie Kingston gets the win in this one over Lance Archer. I thought that was a great win for Eddie. It uh, doesn't matter how underhanded things go here or there. But uh, as good as Lance Archer is, I hate that he loses all the time too. But good for Eddie that he gets a big win like this. Goes on the resume. Uh, it actually is going to end up helping both of them down the road. John Moxley cut a just spectacular promo as you expect him to. I am interested to see what he's going to do with New Japan because he's he's starting to be a featured player over there, even though he can't go to Japan. I learned this news off of um, E. Marcel Pertoot's uh, verbal submission, or it's the what is the name of his show? I want to make sure I call it the right thing. Verbal tap out or verbal submission. Okay, I did have it right. Yeah, he uh, he talked a lot about uh, New Japan and uh, how they they really want to feature Moxley, but Moxley can't go to Japan right now because he'd have to quarantine for two weeks, and that would kind of throw off all the stuff he's doing as the feature player in AEW so more than likely as New Japan starts to they're wanting to do a kind of a US side of things and when that kicks up expect Moxley to be the feature player in the uh, the US form would be my guess and that, that's also Marcel's guess uh, shout out to him and, and listen to his podcast The Verbal Submission uh, also listen to the Sports Inquirer which is his all sports show uh, not just because he's a good good friend of the show, but it's actually a really good show. Uh, let's see, where were we? There we go. Jericho and MJF took on the Varsity Blondes, which is... Uh, they're, they're a pretty good up-and-coming team. Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Rick Garrison. They're going to be a pretty good team down the road, but uh, Jericho ends up getting the win on this one. Uh, I believe he did his spinning back fist to Garrison for the win. Uh, Jericho MJF being pushed to tag team is interesting because at some point they would have to take on the Young Bucks the way this is if it lined up that way, and that's I don't know if that's the world's best matchup. Sting cut a promo with Darby Allen. Uh, Shaq called out Cody. I I don't. Shaq and Cody will be okay. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what they're trying to do with that. Seems like they're more trying to feature the, uh, the lady that is acting on Shaq's behalf than, than for Shaq to actually take on Cody. Uh, Hangman Page beat Ryan Nemeth, who is 
off Ziggler's little brother. Uh, he he actually he can hold his own. He did pretty well, especially against somebody like Hangman Page, somebody as polished as Page. And uh, part of the way through the match, Matt Hardy comes down and seems to be cheering on Hangman. At the end of the match, Shivani gets to the ring, and there's this weird, awkward moment where it's like Matt Hardy has an infatuation with Hangman, but he just said, no, I, uh, uh, I see you're, you're kind of the loner. You're, uh, you're dressing in the hallway back there, you know. Welcome to come to my dressing room. It's huge. And uh, just, you know, seems like you're out there by yourself and just, just letting you know that y you're doing a good job and you are respected. I thought that was a moment, a, a decent moment there, actually, because it seemed pretty genuine. It seemed like Matt Hardy seriously was, uh, there was a lot more realism in it that uh, since Hangman doesn't seem to have any basic direction since now not joining the Dark Order, that uh, he's kind of in limbo, and he kind of is in limbo, but I, I think they're just waiting for the right moment that, that they can push people like Hangman Page and MJF and Darby Allen. Uh, those are those are your future guys, I think, for sure. Um, Dax from FTR took on Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy made him submit. Now, the weird thing about this was that Luchasaurus was handcuffed to Tully Blanchard and uh, the other member of FTR while this was going on. This was to uh, this was to make sure they couldn't interfere. And at the same time, at the same time, uh, of course they tried to here and there. And then once Jungle Boy won, all three of the other ones uh, just beat the crap out of. Lucasaurus and Jungle Boy to a point where like part like five people from the locker room came out wielding chairs uh, including the uh, the other member of Jungle Express uh, let's see where were we lost my place again there we go Dr. Britt Baker took on Shanna Shanna apparently is uh, pretty accomplished. She's been wrestling for a long time. I thought she did pretty decent. Um, of course, she didn't win. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker did, but as they were kind of beating up on Shanna, Thunder Rosa come out. We're finally going to get to see Thunder Rosa Britt Baker, which should be really good. Uh, Team Taz tore up the merch table in the back. Okay. MJF and Guevara kind of had it out in the back. Okay. These are time wasters. I mean, you might as well just put another commercial on if we're going to do that. Uh, and then finally, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers teamed up to take on Evil Uno, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Stu Grayson, all from the Dark Order. And the Young Bucks end up getting the victory in this one. But the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, had a lot of four-person tag team moves that were just fantastic. Uh, I mean, these guys are real good friends anyway. Been friends for a long, long time. 
I don't know if there's a rift between them. I think Omega and Callus are going to end up being kind of the rift there. But uh, it was a good way to kind of end a, a, a pretty decent show. This was a week they could have really outshined a lot of the WWE efforts. But I actually, uh, you know, I usually give a, a what was the best thing to watch this, this week. Um, that's a good point because Ring of Honor was a repeat from last week. It was the same exact thing, so there's not much to report there. Um, I guess AEW would probably be the best this week. Everybody else had some kind of uh, down moments that were kind of weird, so I, I'll give it to AEW this week. Uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, of course, happened last night. There we go. It started off with Oshka uh, and Charlotte defending the Women's Tag Team Championship against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Thanks to Lacey Evans and Ric Flair. Ric Flair slips Lacey uh, some knuckle dusters. She lays out Charlotte, and Nia and Shayna end up becoming the new tag team champions again. Uh, I, I don't mind this at all because at some point Charlotte and Ric Flair and Lacey Evans are going to have to continue their storyline and it doesn't need to center around the tag team championship like this. So that, that breaks Charlotte free there. We'll see who they put against Oshka because it's got to be somebody good enough to beat Oshka and I will go ahead and halfway spoiler alert it ain't the person that won the women's Royal Rumble. And I, I don't see that person taking on Oscar because she will get tore up. And it would take the shine right off of her. Uh, Goldberg took on Drew McIntyre. This was a great short. By short, it was, we're not going to see a 20-minute classic. Neither one of these guys are big 20-minute classic guys. And they're not five-minute guys either. This was a good back and forth. Goldberg goes for a spear, catches a second Claymore, and McIntyre retains. I think this is what needed to happen because based on who wins the Royal Rumble for the men, I think he should take on McIntyre is who he should pick. We'll get to that in a minute. Sasha defended the SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella. This might have been match of the night. Uh, as much as I don't like Sasha Banks, to see where Carmella has brought her game, she is on a championship level. Sasha Banks just ends up being a little better and edging around in this one. Sasha retains. The women's rumble was, uh, it had some moments here and there. It had some cool moments. Uh, a lot of NXT people uh, made some appearances like Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley and and uh, some others, but in the end, the one they've been shining up that, uh, that like I said, I'm not the world's biggest fan of. She's super athletic. Uh, she seems to be a pretty decent person. I don't like that she cries on camera all the time. But uh, Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble for the women, and that is just a fantastic thing. And uh, my guess, like I said, Bianca Belair, 
Asuka has no business trying to take on Asuka. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at Royal Rumble makes a lot of sense. Because for one, you keep her on SmackDown where she needs to be. And also, you can also find a way, if you need a little more star power, to get Bailey into that match. And that is a three-way worth, like a three-way dance worth watching. Roman took on Kevin Owens in a last man standing match for the Universal Championship. Uh, this, once again, these two tore it up as only they can. Roman is just on another level right now, by far. And KO is uh, glad that he is, he is that Roman has finally joined him near that level. Uh, KO has helped bring this out of him, I think. This side that we need to see out of Roman. But uh, in the end, it was a guillotine choke that had KO uh, not able to answer the bell. Roman retained. I don't have a problem with that. And like I said, based on who wins the men's rumble, I think very much they should take on McIntyre. I'm not sure who should take on Roman yet, but we've got a couple months. My guess is Brock Lesnar. Brock's going to come back. Him and Reigns will have this stare off a little bit. And Heyman will be stuck in the middle. Be a good storyline. Uh, the Men's Royal Rumble. Lots of fun things here and there. Uh, Carlito came back. Of course, it started with Randy Orton and Edge. Uh, Randy Orton gets kind of dinged up. He's in. They actually show him in the back, which makes it seem like it's more of a storyline. But I don't think. See, I didn't think Randy was going to win it all along because him and the Fiend still got to redo their thing. Uh, but your winner of the Royal Rumble is Edge. I think Edge McIntyre is a WrestleMania match. I would be just take my money. I think it would be a spectacular. Even if Edge wins, it's okay. If Edge doesn't win, okay. Edge and McIntyre, this. It, that's just going to be a just incredible matchup, and that that's what I see happening. Uh, now, before we move out of wrestling, there was uh, two things I wanted to mention, and that is that Mia Yim did test positive for COVID the other day, and uh, she is currently at home, uh, uh, you know, on quarantine and and uh, such. But uh, it's the first one that I've known of that, that has gotten it outside of McIntyre about a week ago. They've uh, actually done a pretty good job. But she happened to test positive, so the way it goes is uh, she was uh, sent home where she can recuperate and uh, move past everything. And there are two, they, they've kind of, I think Royal Rumble, you, you, they kind of hinted towards these and it kind of helped a little bit. But it looks like Becky Lynch and potentially Ronda Rousey could be making returns to the WWE very soon. Ronda to the WWE, Becky back just to active competition. I, I'm all for it. I've missed the presence of these two. Uh, Becky is kind of like Batista to me. When they stuck by the gimmicks they were using for so long, it really wore me out. But having them gone for an extended period of time, we've got to have them back. I, I miss what Becky brings to, to the WWE. And uh, having Ronda potentially come back for a Royal Rumble match, 
could be a lot of fun too. Now, as we finish up here on Strong Style, let's get into some MMA. Uh, apparently, I was mistaken, or they changed the dates, or something like that. Bellator's next event, at least the one I saw was coming up, is March 1st. They have not announced a single thing about it yet. That is a whole month from now. That is 28 days from now. Four weeks. You know, it would be interesting to see what they put together, but that's just a long time. Uh, a lot of people want to know who should fight Dustin Poirier. I agree that Dustin Poirier, no matter what, should be in the title picture. I think he's not just a number one contender. He, he should, he's whoever is going to fight for the light heavyweight championship at 155. He has to be one of the one of the people in the championship by far. Who fights him? All right, here's the people under him, because I'm not, I'm not even putting Khabib in this. I got Dustin Poirier should be in it as the number one contender, but he's he's also he, he should be in it after his performance. Uh, under him, Justin Justin Gaethje. Okay. Uh, Charles Oliveira, and then Michael Chandler, number four. I, I think after that you get Tony Ferguson, you get Conor McGregor, you get RDA, Dan Hooker, Paul Felder. Diego Ferreira, no. I think, I think at this juncture, you either have to go. I just, I want to give Michael Chandler benefit of the doubt, but here is what I would do. Now, Michael Chandler sounded like the super nicest person ever when I heard him on uh, Errol Hawani's show earlier today. Um, he, he made a fan out of me just because he was so super cool about everything. He said that the UFC asked him uh, to fight on the February 13th card, which is the one next weekend, and, that, and it was going to be on a couple weeks' notice. He said absolutely. He immediately flew down, and 48 hours after getting the phone call, he was told it was off. He never said who the opponent was, but he hinted that it was one of the people ahead of him in the uh, rankings. That would either be Oliveira, Gaethje, Gaethje. Could have been Poirier. Maybe Poirier. It, here's, here's the... <laughs> I'm not going to say excuses. Here's the reasoning I would say why whoever it was may have bowed out. Dustin Poirier may not want to do it on two weeks' notice. Maybe he wants a full camp. Justin Gaethje is probably holding out thinking that he might get a, uh, a big matchup. Probably, you know, maybe he, maybe Justin, Justin wants to take on Dustin for the belt. It's potential. Uh, Oliveira may not want to risk losing his place in line because, if it were me, as much as I said I, I really like Michael Chandler, and uh, I, I, I still think if he fights one more person, then he should be in it. Listen, I would actually say him and Justin Gaethje should should get together. And uh, and uh, the winner of that can get the first title shot, where Dustin Poirier to me should take on Charles Oliveira. Uh, kind of do a, a mini Grand Prix there, where one would take on three, two would take on four. Uh, but like I said, when Oliveira and Poirier get together, I think the winner should be the champion, and the winner of Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler should face the winner of that. Uh, you can put them on the same card. You can put them on, on competing months, competing weeks. It's fine. You can put them on whatever you want, but I think that's what should happen. 
Now, there is an upcoming event this weekend, and that is, uh, I think, Las Vegas 18 or something like that. I don't know. But it's going to happen to UFC Apex in Las Vegas. It is UFC Fight Night. Alistair Overeem versus Alexander Volkov. And let me just go over some of these other fights that before we I even talk about that one. Um, where is the one? Here we go. Molly McCann taking on uh, Laura Procopio. That one is going to be really, really good. And this is a prelim fight. You've got... Michael Johnson taking on Clay Guida. Yep, Captain Caveman. Clay Guida and Michael Johnson. That's going to be a fantastic one. We'll go to the main card. You get Diego Ferreira taking on Benil Darouche. You're going to get Marion Renault taking on Macy Chazen. You're going to get Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar. That could be a main event. Instead, it's the co-main event because you're going to get Alistair Overeem versus Alexander Volkov. These two are going to be throwing just cinder blocks at each other. Uh, I'll be honest. It's number five versus number six. If Overeem, if Overeem comes in hot and really starts laying into Alexander early, I think he could take this. The longer this goes, I think Volkov is, is one of those who likes to hang around and pick his shots. And if he does that, then Overeem is going to be in some trouble. But that's all I got for you this week. Appreciate you joining us here on Strong Style. Thanks to Impact Media and viewers, listeners like you. We come on each and every week to talk pro wrestling and MMA. But I'm Jeremy the Impact Girls. We will see you guys next week. Peace and peace.